This is the show that pulls back the industry curtain. We're exploring pop culture, music icons, and food gods. It's the Jeremiah Show with Dr. D. Broadcasting from the HJL Hospitality and Evolve Studios in L.A. And KZSB AM 1290 and FM 96.9 Santa Barbara. Or somewhere from the road. He's opened and fixed more than 200 restaurants, bars, nightclubs, hotels, and neighborhood joints around the globe. He's an industry driver, an author, and a columnist. He's a restaurateur with legendary rock star Mick Fleetwood in Fleetwood's on Front Street in Lahaina, Maui. And he's your radio host. And now, back from a race around the sun, Jeremiah Higgins. Welcome to the, doc, uh, to the Jeremiah, to the Dr. D Show. It is the Dr. D Show a lot of the time. But, well, we get uh, so excited, we sometimes forget what we're doing I because of I'm the at. guests and the subject and all of that good stuff. This yeah, is and our special guest, man, uh, if you got to check him out on YouTube, on the YouTube channel, the oh, Jeremiah yeah. Show, mm-hmm. uh, or the Dr. D Show. I think both will work. We might. <laughs> uh, man, the drum set behind him is so, so I cool. I love it. I love it. But before I get to our special guest today, let me, uh, right here at the top, take care of a little business. Okay. Because our f- good friends in Los Angeles, uh, restaurateurs Suzanne Gowen, Chef Suzanne Gowen, oh, and yes. Caroline Stein, yes, um, they at AOC are doing something pretty cool right now. It's it's called Takeout for Ukraine. Mm-hmm. It starts on yes. Sunday, March twentieth, through Monday, March twenty first. Two days, a hundred percent of the proceeds from both of these evenings. Takeout to go sales will be donated to the World Central Kitchen. So um, I wanted to mention that. I, so they're they're always doing so much. These two uh, restaurateurs, these two business women that we that we love so much here on the show, and their restaurants AOC. Um, and, and I should mention it's at AOC. Uh, AOC, and they're downtown at the Proper Hotel, one of my favorite spots, and. Uh, just really great. Again, takeout for Ukraine, Sunday, March 20th, and Monday, March 21st. 100% of the proceeds, so that's this coming up weekend. Um, and again, 100% of the proceeds from both of these evenings for to-go sales will be donated to the World Central Kitchen for Ukraine. Um, and and we're doing this show today. It is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take away its evergreenness here, Dr. D. And, and we're on the 16th of March, and Dr. D and I are both... Irish boys. Aye. Aye. And, <laughs> and tomorrow is March 17th, which is, everybody knows, St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. And in Santa Barbara, the Lark, our good friends down at the Lark, uh, are doing celebrating St. Patrick's Day with an exclusive whiskey pairing dinner. Oh, wow. Uh, our friend Chef Jason Paluska, is, is, he's got a beautiful menu. Check it out on their website. Mm. It's March 17th at 6 p.m. Uh, I don't know. I, they may be sold out, but I would check with them. Um, hey, you never know. Yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, for you, what are you going to do on, on St. Patrick's Day? Well, or should I check with you tomorrow since we're doing shows? Well, I, <laughs> actually, I think we're going to have just a quiet dinner at home, just simply because we're not, as much as I love eating out, okay, uh, on days like St. Patrick's Day and what have you, the crowds get a little much for me, as well as my wife. Yeah. So we'll have a nice quiet dinner, and we'll top it off with, because we went out and we did buy some genuine Irish whiskey, we're going to have a nice Irish coffee. No, very nice. Yeah, so sounds good because it's like <laughs> Irish coffee can you can have it just as a drink or it can be a dessert of sorts. You know, you just sit there and you enjoy it and it's great. So uh, I'm going to send you the Buena Vista recipe for oh, an Irish coffee. Excellent. It is amazing. We used to serve it at a restaurant of mine on All right. Sunday. I'll the, look for it. The top there. You know, the Buena Vista's uh, famous restaurant up in. Uh, San Francisco. Yeah. All right. So let's get to our special guest. And let me tell you why I love this guy. Um, and, and I love having him on the show. He tells good story. So I'm going to really turn this over to David today. He's got some really great stories uh, and he's dabbling. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, that he probably followed at some point in his life. I don't know if it was planned or if it uh, just happened, but uh, you know that that's old saying of "do what you love and you never work a day in your life." Here, here. This is this guy personifies oh, this. <laughs> in he, addition to the fact he is Irish, I mean, I'm with a name like David Green. <laughs> yeah, he's. he's uh, I got I got some Irish blood somewhere in there. But. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's get right to him. Anyway, I was just going to say this. He's. He's a visual artist. He's a designer. Um, he's a fashion designer, a musician. I love what he's wearing. Uh, those who are watching YouTube can see this. I love. I love All the. Right, I, yeah, I love the hat uh, and the and, and the jacket there. That's that looks cool. Love oh, the hat. You, love buddy. the shoes. Love the jacket. Love it. Love it all. <laughs> you are. Uh, Quite complimentary, and you're right. He does look good, man. He's 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 dressed for radio for sure. <laughs> David uh, Green, let me give you hey, out man. his background a little bit. Here is he's kind of eclectic. He's been described as, and we're gonna we're gonna find out if that's true or not. British, Guana-born designer, visual artist, musician, and backline technician. As I said, he has. Also at the top here, I wanted to say hello to his fans because I've been following. David has some really, really loyal and great fans. Um, I've been following some of his posts on Facebook and the interaction and, and the people that are excited for this interview. So I just want to welcome David's fans to, uh, to the Jeremiah Show as well. Mm -hmm. So happy to have you and support this amazing man. He inspires his fans around the world, not only with his talents, Dr. D, but with this mantra that he lives by it's uh he says no rush no waiting no fail it's an approach he has to life and to his success and we're going to dig into that i want to i want to hear more about that that sounds, intrigues me sounds a little rastafarian to me reggae is one of my things there you go <laughs> early on though he developed a mastery of the music and the technical and a technical proficiency, I should say, that led to working with icons, music icons, like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Wow. 
Joe Walsh, <laughs> local Santa Barbara guy, I believe. He's still local. Mm-hmm. Billy Idol, who was my favorite in seventh grade. I even I even used to create those little <laughs> those little leather things he put around his wrist, you oh. know, with the little studs in them. Oh, wow. I was, I was, I was wannabe punk or whatever he was. <laughs> Kev mm-hmm. Moe, he's worked with. Lisa Marie Presley. Oh, wow. Brian Seltzer. Love Brian Seltzer. Brian Wilson, another local Mm -hmm. gentleman here in Santa Barbara. And so many more. Um, In 2012, he had the opportunity, Dr. D, to play percussion with Joe Walsh on the Analog Man Tour. And on stage, Ringo Starr joined them, Brad Paisley, Jeff Lynn. Steve wow. Perry of Journey. Wow. He, uh, David, is so talented. He's right, so many different areas, so many different genres as an artist. Um, we're going to talk about Joe Walsh as well a little bit here, who gave Dave, or David, excuse me, the uh, I call him Dave. He, he asked me to call him Dave because we're friends. I still call him Mr. Green. Yes, you call him Mr. Green. Yeah. I call him uh, Dave and everybody else. David. David was, <laughs> Joe Walsh called him Mysterious Dave, and there's got to be a good story to that one. This mm-hmm. is also very cool because I've noticed this around town in Santa Barbara here, down by the City College. There are hundreds of roller of, of people that are riding skates again mm-hmm. in, in empty parking lots. Roller skates, yes. Yeah, yes. with uh, with music and boom boxes like it was back in the eighties. Um, so uh, we're, we're going to talk about that because uh, Dave designs a lot of art for with his. He's got a, a streetwear company, uh, a fashion company called Street Style Shirts. You can check them out at streetstyleshirts.com if you like what yes, we're talking about. Street Style T-shirts. Street Style T-shirts. T-shirts.com. Yes, yes. And, um, yeah, so we're going to get right into it. Welcome, Dave. David Green. Oh, Welcome man, to the thank Jeremiah you, guys. Show. <laughs> I want to get right into, it's so nice to have you here, by the way, uh, on this fine Wednesday. It's a beautiful day here in Santa Barbara. You're in L.A., right? Yes, I'm in North Hollywood. Describe the scene behind yeah. you for us, for the listeners and the people on YouTube that are watching. Are you in your studio, the um, the pad? Yeah, that, yeah, this is called the pad LA, the pad Los Angeles, P-A-D-D. And uh, yeah, this is my home studio. You know, um, a lot of things happen here from music production, T-shirt production, video production. You know, pretty much, you know, when I went on the road with a lot of these guys, what I would do. But, well, well, to put everything in perspective, you know, the reason that I, that I went into the industry as a technician was for an education. So what I would pretty much do is look at what these guys are doing, and I'd come home and do it <laughs> to the limit of my budget. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, man, what, what great teachers, right? I mean, some of the very best, Tom oh, Petty, man. Joe Walsh, and on and on. This goes on and on. Um, Amazing, man. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm thinking while I'm looking at your big drum set there? That uh, I get, you know, if we all get stressed, right, during our daily lives, it would be so helpful to have a drum set like that when you get stressed. You could just, oh, <laughs> I man. bet you within five minutes, you forget about everything that was bothering you after pounding oh, on those. Yeah, I'll beat the heck out of them, man. <laughs> <laughs> Better to beat it out of the this drums. Way, this, this way I don't have to beat, beat up people. <laughs> yeah, that way you can keep your peace, uh, you know, the, what you live by, and the, the peace mantra going. Uh, well, let's start with that mantra that you have 
Um, no rush, mm-hmm. no waiting, no fail. That's an approach you have for life and success. Can you define the idea for me? Well, well, no rush. Um, you know, there's no rush on anything that, you know, for me. I mean, time is of the essence, but rushing causes problems. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that's one thing I kind of learned along the way. I mean, even when, you know, if I rush something myself or try to push it, you know, usually I, I, I make more problems for myself than, you know, than necessary. You know, the no waiting. Well, I don't particularly care for waiting, man. It's about <laughs> acting now. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, now is where it's at, man. If you're, you're acting now, you know, the thing too is um, there's a thing about opportunity that I've realized over the years that, you know, when it presents itself, if 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 it's not jumped on immediately, two seconds later, that thing is gone. Hmm. So, so it's important to kind of realize that for me, you know. Yeah. So let me let's think about that for a minute, though. The, you don't rush. And I totally agree with that. When you rush, you make mistakes. And but there's no waiting. So you so you get on, get on it right away. You get on the idea. You get on, you know, whatever you're excited about, the creativity when it comes to you. But but you, it must be um, a lesson in discipline to not rush when you get excited like that. About oh, ver- very, very much so. Very much so. I mean, one of the um, one of the areas that I learned that lesson is actually being on the road with the uh, with the bands that I've played with, because a lot of the times, you know, we run into technical issues on the road, and. Um, it's important to get them handled right away. Yeah. But it's not a rushing deal, man. <laughs> you get it handled fast, but don't rush it. <laughs> yeah. I, well, that's so interesting. I'm happy that you brought that up because it led me to a, it leads me to a, one of my main questions for you. I don't think we've ever had a backline technician on the show. Can you describe what that means to, uh, to me and the listeners? What does a backline well, technician do? Well, backline technicians are the guys that take care of the instruments for the artists. I mean, these band, every every musician has a technician that takes care of their instruments. So like a guitar technician, he'll take care of all of the amps uh, on stage. He'll take care of all of the guitars on stage. A drum technician, he'll take, a, take care of the entire drum world. We're pretty much... Um, it's maintaining the drums, tuning the drums, setting up the drums. So each band has a, a, a team of technicians you know, that pretty much take care of them. It's, it's almost like a, think like a Formula One race car driver, <clears throat> right? I mean, when they, when they come into that pit, they've got a team that handles that race car. They handle everything about that race car so that the driver can just sit down in that thing and drive. He doesn't have to worry about anything. That's what backline technicians do. They so, handle all the instruments. Are these are are these the 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 men and women that I will see uh, periodically when you're watching a concert? Bring out a new guitar or swap out something. Either run out onto the stage, run run back. Is that part of the backline technicians' world? That that is part of the backline technician. All right. You know uh, what they used to be called? Gophers. I, 
go for go for, go for this, go for that. You know, <laughs> yeah. In fact, in fact, Doc, what they used to be called in addition to that was roadies. Roadies in the old days. Yeah, roadies. But I never liked that word, man. I never liked that word. And the reason that I never liked that word because the um, there's a difference between a technician and a roadie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is not about schlepping gear, man. These guys are extremely talented guys when it comes to handling instruments. So, you know, I mean, these guys are technicians, man. Uh, I mean, that's a beautiful thing, too, about about these guys and gals, I'm sure, uh, is I love it when and I've heard this on some live albums that I've purchased where the artist, the, the, the main artist who's on the album, he will take time and they'll actually put it on the album to give credit to the people who set up for them, you know, kind of thing. And I love that uh, yes. because if it weren't for them, these guys would be playing acoustic uh, <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was one thing uh, Tom Petty was really good with. He was really, really good with that. Yeah. Okay. So, David, uh, tell me about your hometown where you were born. Um, and then uh, now you're in Los Angeles, right? But how did you, wh- what was the journey from, from there where you were born to, to, to Los Angeles? Well, I was born in, in British Guyana in South America. Uh-huh. And uh, I came to the U.S. when I was 10. So we uh, landed in the Bronx. You know, my parents came over first and you know, my dad was an accountant. My mom was a nurse. So they came over and then, you know, the rest of the family came over and, you know, we came from two-story buildings to skyscrapers, man. Yeah. <laughs> whole, what was that like? Was it culture shock? World, man. Very much, man. Do you remember the? You know, the, do you have like a imprint on your on your mind of uh, you know first arriving in, in your new neighborhood and your new life? How was that? He, but well, it was interesting because we lived on a twelfth floor in the uh, of an apartment building in the Bronx, so you can kind of see the landscape of the Bronx. So, so that was a very new thing because, again, Guyana, if you have a three-story building, you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Quite a difference. And, th- and then opening up the, uh, the refrigerator and seeing milk coming in a box. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than what? These go- things come in a bottle. In a bottle. Yeah. yeah. Well, I could have sworn milk came in a cow. <laughs> <laughs> Those are little differences, though, yeah. a new world, right? I mean, uh, to a 10-year-old boy, I imagine that's pretty, it, it was, a pretty new world, big world. Exciting. It, it was very different, man. Very different. Well, talk about, you know, you developed a mastery of your music. And you developed your technical proficiency uh, yourself. It, it led you to, as we mentioned, and we're going to talk about next. Um, you know, the, the working on tour with Tom Petty. Um, how did you develop this mastery of music, this um, proficiency uh, as a technician? How did you? What interest? Did, you know, what first brought, took your interest, and then led you to this down this path to this wonderful career in music. Well, you know, I wanted to find out, you know, how guys, how the big dogs did what they did on the big stage. And that was the, the reason for going in as a, as a technician. But the way that came about, which this is an interesting story. I was working at a, um, at a, marketing, a marketing firm. I was doing market research. 
And I worked there for like 11 months. And that's like the longest job that I've ever had. <laughs> and, and they started giving me that I ever held. <laughs> 11, I've never been at a place for 11 months. So they were giving me insurance and, you know, all the different benefits. And the thought came to me, you know, if I accept these things, I'm going to be there for 11 years. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to give them two weeks, you know, my two weeks resignation. And um, I didn't have anything lined up, but I just knew that I had to kind of uh, eject myself. So one day I was looking through a brochure uh, uh, and it, it had this course for stage technicians, right? And it listed all of these different things that the course taught, which was like, they taught guitars, they taught, you know, about microphones, about uh, lighting systems, you know, uh, stage technicians. And it was just a long list. And at the bottom of it, right, the price, right, on this course was $40, right? So I'm like, man, this has got to be some bullshit. <laughs> so I called up the guys, right? I called up the guy and he said, and the guy that answered the phone, he said, Joe's garage, may I help you? So I got this picture. <laughs> I, I got this picture in my mind of this greasy hole in the wall guy coming out of the car with greasy hands. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so, so the guy says, listen, why don't you just come over and check it out, man? So it was not too far from me. So I went over and check it out. You know what that place was, man? <laughs> it was Frank Zappa's soundstage. Oh, wow. Joe's garage. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> That's where it was, man. <laughs> so man. for 40 bucks. <laughs> for 40 bucks, they were giving, well, the, the course was mainly for high school students. Uh -huh. But for adults, they can pay 40 bucks and get into the course. And it was, uh, oh, man, it was, uh, I want to say uh, it was two days a week, four hours a day. And, um, and they taught us, I mean, I've been playing a little bit of like guitar for quite a while before that. When, when the guitar course came around, it was two days. I learned more in those two days about a guitar than I learned in like the 20 years that I knew about guitar. Oh, wow, because wow. everybody had a guitar on their desk. They had us break that thing apart, take the strings off, take the neck off, take the pickups off, oh. everything, and then put it back together. Sounds like the military. <laughs> okay, take your weapon apart and put it back together. Now, why did they do that? <laughs> yes. Huh? Why did they do, why did they have you do that? It was, it was well because they were training us to do uh, to, to be guitar techs. Hmm. They pretty much oh, had guitar techs it. that came in from the road okay, and it. they would be the instructors. So, and, you know, well, so it was the same for like drum guys. They had drum techs that came in from the road. They were the instructors. They had front of house engineers come in. They were in the instructors. So, so it's basically it is a garage for instruments. It's the it's like a mechanic would learn to take apart a car. You're doing that with yeah. instruments and uh, at a yeah. Frank Zappa studio. I mean, I mean, what what a better what better place to learn? Oh man, it was amazing. The guy that the guy that was was heading it at the studio. His name is Mark Coy, M A R Q U E C O Y, and he was pretty much the guy that that kind of introduced me to the uh to all of the contacts mm. well hey listen we got to take a quick break 
Mark, I mean, uh, Dave, uh, uh, but <laughs> Mark is in my mind. I've, I've, I've got a lot of Marks in my life, and you just mentioned a Mark. So uh, we got to take a quick break here. Um, but when we come back, I want to hear all about how you got connected with the Tom Petty camp. All right, we're okay. talking to special guest today, David Green. He's a designer, a visual artist, musician, and a backline technician. Uh, check him out. On the music page plus.com. This is where musicians come to feed. And you can go to also, uh, uh, let me give it out because uh, I've got the wrong URL here. Would you give that out for us, Dave? Would you? The street, street, uh, Oh, style street shirts. style t-shirts. T-shirts is what I'm missing. Okay. Yeah. Streetstyletshirts.com. All right. And the Pad Los Angeles, which is a multimedia production facility that we're watching. Dave, uh, he's joining us from the pad today at Dave.green, G-R-E-E-N-E dot productions. Find him on Instagram and follow him at Dave.green dot productions at street underscore style, underscore T, underscore shirts, and at the pad Los Angeles, which is the dot pad, P-A-D-D dot Los dot Angeles. And on Facebook, you can find them at David dot Stephen dot Green, G-R-E-E-N-E. We'll be right back. Mr. Restaurant is a tasty new segment on The Jeremiah Show. Host Will Knox, renowned restaurant real estate specialist, serves up a fresh look at the restaurant business. On the menu, celebrity chefs, startups, operators, deal makers, designers, and those are just some of the appetizers. Look for all of Mr. Restaurant's shows. Tell your smart speaker to play The Jeremiah Show, Mr. Restaurant. Hi, I'm Shadow Stevens. While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on The Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. Hi, I'm Marielle Hemingway, and you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Thank you. 
back to uh, Jeremiah's show. David Green, he's our special guest today. He's a fashion designer, a visual artist, a musician, and a backline technician. When we uh, left for the break, David was just about to tell us how uh, he got connected with Tom Petty. Okay. Uh, Tom Petty, Tom Petty, Tom Petty. <laughs> one, one amazing cat, man. <laughs> one amazing cat. But one, one of the, I, I think the most lessons that I've learned I've been, has been with Tom because I've been with him the longest. <clears throat> but how I got involved with, uh, with Tom, um, Mike Campbell, who is uh, Tom's lead guitarist, he had a band called the Dirty Knobs. And, um, and my friend, Mark, he recommended, you know, me, uh, to that band as a drum technician. So I worked for Mike Campbell's band before I worked for Tom, but playing in Mike Campbell's band was the drummer, Steve Ferroni. You're going to hear me mention Steve Ferroni a lot because he is the drummer that I've sat behind for the longest. And, and if you know, um, uh, if you remember the band, uh, the average white band mm -hmm. songs, like pick up the pieces, uh, cut the cake. That's all yeah. young Steve Ferroni, but he's played, but he's played on so many hit records with so many artists. And, um, and I was working for him with, with the, uh, dirty knobs. And, uh, when Tom was about to, well, the first time I actually met Tom was on his 60th birthday. Because another good buddy of mine, he's known as Chinner, C-H-I-N-N-E-R. He was Mike's guitar tech. And, uh, and he and he was the one that actually introduced me to the Tom Petty's camp. So on Tom's birthday, 60th birthday, they rented out the uh, Malibu Inn out, out in Malibu. Uh -huh. And, you know, they kind of closed the thing down. And, and it, it, was a, it was a blast, man. I mean, uh -huh. sushi and liquor flowing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good views. You're good. That's a nice spot there. Sushi <laughs> oh, and liquor. Okay. Sushi and liquor, man. <laughs> but um, but I remember walking up to Tom afterwards, you know, and and uh, and I said, hey, you know, Tom, my name is you know Dave Green, and I was just taking care of drums, you know, tonight. 
you know, and I just wanted to thank you for uh, everything, man. And, you know, I shook his hand, you know, as he looked at me, he shook, you know, he shook hand and he said, well, you know, you're welcome, man. So after that, they were uh, doing the last DJ album and they called me in to tune the drums on that album. So that was an experience in itself because that session, the, uh, the last DJ album, man, that freaking thing was magical. <laughs> you, you, you couldn't walk, you know how the control room, there's a control yeah. room, then there's a door that closes it off. Okay, if that door is open, when anybody walked past, they would be magnetically drawn into that room. <laughs> I mean, it was so magical. And, um, and so that's the first album that I've tuned the drums on with Tom. And at the end of the, the, of the, uh, of the session, Bugs, which is a you know, dear friend of mine now, he takes care of all of Petty's stuff. He's kind of the, the lead dog in the, uh, on the road crew. He said, hey, Dave, what you doing this summer, man? I said, hey, nothing, man. He said, well, you want to go out on the road with us? Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that's how it started, man. It was like, boom. So in other words, to paraphrase, you were Tom Petty's birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> to sum it all up, you're his 60th oh, birthday good. present. That's <laughs> oh, <good>. man. <laughs> right, man, I'll go with that. Man. We, we, we had a really good relationship, I mean, with Tom. I had a really good relationship with Tom. Um, I mean, there was a, there was a, a I want to say a, a mutual respect that for me was kind of off the charts. Mm. It sounds like it. I mean, it sounds like it, the way you approached him, you know, on your first meeting and, and, uh, and then how your subsequent, you know, work with him, you were kept being invited into, into the world. What, what, you know, could you sum up, there's been lots said about Tom Petty, but you knew him as a friend with a mutual respect. What type of man was he um, professionally and as a friend? Well, well, professionally, I mean, the only word that comes to me is they're seasoned, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, all of them cats are very seasoned. But, but I'll tell you a quick story about um, Tom. Well, first of all, from my perspective, the thing that the Tom Petty camp, the entire camp was like a well-oiled machine. I mean, from top to bottom, it was like a well-oiled machine. But from my perspective, the thing that made it very how would I put it? A very nice place to be was the, the love that went between Tom and his wife, Dana. Mm. There was a love that was going on there that kind of spread through the entire organization. And then that was very cool. But, but I, as to what Tom was like, after I was working with him for about, um, I want to say it was about a year and a half, you know, I used to look at him at the way that they dress. Because these rock stars, man, I mean, they don't dress normal. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 got, they got style going yeah. on. Right? So, so Tom used to wear these boots on stage, which was really, really cool, right? And I was looking online trying to find, you know, trying to find the boots, and I couldn't find them. So one time I saw uh, uh, Tom and Dana was, uh, his wife was standing in the, uh, in the aisle, and I went up to him and I said, hey, Tom, man, you know, they're, there's something that I want to, um, uh, something that I want to ask you. So I said, um, he looked at me and he kind of smiled and he said, what? 
I said, man, where'd you get them damn boots? <laughs> because, you know, I'm trying to find those boots and I can't find it. So um, he said, well, the reason you can't find it is because they're custom made. Mm-hmm. So, so Dana said, well, Tom, don't you have a, another pair in your, in, you know, a spare pair in your, in your uh, wardrobe? He said, yeah, well, well, Dave, why don't you come to the locker room, you know, at two o'clock and try them on and see if they fit. So, so I went to the lock, you no, know, his to his room, and I tried on Tom's hoops. <laughs> so, I'm, I, and and that's that's like monumental to me because I actually stood in Tom Teddy's shoes. Tell me they fit. <laughs> Tell me, yeah, please, did they fit. And they, no, well, they did not fit. No. Oh. You can't step it. You can't step into that dude's shoes. <laughs> hey, that's a story. That's a story. I knew he was good. See, but, did I promise great stories from David? Man. <laughs> Oh, so you've but, you you can say I've I've, I've stepped into Tom Petty's shoes. Man, I actually stepped into the man's into the shoes. legend's shoes. But, no. but, but here here here's the kicker though. Here's the kicker, right? He said, "Listen, you know, when we get back to L.A., you know, I mean, we'll 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 hook you up." So I get back to L.A. after the tour, and then Tom's tailor called me up. He says, "Hey, Dave, Tom wants you to come over to the house." They're going to measure your feet and he's going to get some boots made for you. Wow. <laughs> so two weeks later, man, I had myself a pair of Tom Petty boots. <laughs> oh, well. Now, I have one quick question on the boots. Were they too big or too small? His boots, his actual boots. No, that you his, put on. his actual boots were too big. OK. And right. I think if they were my size. He would have gave it. I mean, I would have stuffed them with paper and made them fit. I gotta tell you, <laughs> I said they fit perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tom. It's greatly appreciated. Well, no, it, I like the story though. That he, uh, oh, that's a classy guy. That's a uh, that's a but real, I love the line gentleman. that David just gave. Uh, you mm-hmm. know about you know about the boots. You know, I walked. I, I actually stood in Tom Petty's boots, not just li- not just metaphorically, but literally. Yeah, and That's you, cool. I, I I would bet, Dave, that you're the only man that can say that. Yeah, <laughs> that is cool. Um, very very cool story. Uh-huh. Hey, we're gonna take another quick break. But when we left, when I, I failed to mention, um, when we left a break, you know, we mentioned Dave is a musician a great musician dave green and uh street style what we play, we played uh going to break mm-hmm. last break that we took our first break that was that was your music street style tell us quickly if you could david a little bit about that song and that oh, well that's that's the, the theme song for the brand i mean it, everything was was done here and it's called street style t-shirts so most of the, well, a lot of the promotion that we'll have going out, it'll have that as the soundtrack, you know, for the brand. Yeah, it's a great. T-shirts. I love both the songs that we play of yours here on the yeah. show. Uh, we're going to uh, just about to play another one. It's called Theo One, the anthem. And this has, this is a sweet story. Could you tell us a little bit about it before we, we hear it? Uh, yeah, this, this was one that I, that I made for my, uh, for my first grandson. I mean, there was a, there was a few, uh, there was a miscarriage going on, you know, in the, in the, in, in her life. So when she got pregnant again, 
I felt I had to kind of stand by and watch mm. <laughs> and watch and, you know, communicate with this dude before he came out. Dude or dude, well, dude or do that. <laughs> You're being a good grandpa way yeah. before. That's cool. Way before, man. He was present. So, mm. so, so, so I wanted to write something, you know, for, for my grandson. So that's what I did. And that was while he was still in the womb. And interestingly, when I sent it to my son and my daughter-in-law, right, they would play it for, I have two grandsons now, mm. they would play it for them as they went to sleep. It's <laughs> a beautiful song. Very cool, man. Oh, I thank love you, it. Man. Well, you're going to hear it right now. Uh, but before, let's take care of just a little bit of business here for Mr. David Green. Check out the musicpageplus.com. This is where musicians come to feed. It's very interesting. We need to do a show just on the uh, website there. There's a lot going on that I'd love to talk about. Uh, Dave's a fashion designer. That's what he's doing currently. Beautiful, great graphic artist. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. Um, When we come back, streetstyletshirts.com. Check them out and pick up some shirts. Uh, I, 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 I was thinking today, man, when I was putting something on, I'm like, I can't put on anything that's as cool as Dave designed, so I'm going to have to order some stuff from you, some merch, and then uh, next show I'll wear your stuff here. Yeah. Um, check out the pad, Los Angeles. The pad, Los Angeles, 2Ds, P-A-D-D. It's that cool. It's a multimedia production facility. And go to dave.green.productions on Instagram at dave.green.productions. Don't forget to spell green with an E at the end. And at style underscore excuse me, at street underscore style underscore T underscore shirts. That's on Instagram as well. And the dot pad, P-A-D-D again, dot lost dot Angeles. Go to all of them right now. Follow. Uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. A lot of great graphic art, great graphic art. You can find them on Facebook at david.steven.green, S-T-E-P-H-E-N.green with an E. We'll be right back. Welcome, Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on Core Radio. Keep on rocking to the core. Core Radio, the Jeremiah Show, airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursday. Core Radio dot rocks. Hey there, I'm Caleb. I'm Becca. And I'm Joshua. And we are a girl named Tom. Go to girlnametom.com to hear more of our music, 
buy merchandise and learn about our story. You're listening to The Jeremiah Show. You've been listening to The Jeremiah Show. I am Miles Zuniga from Fastball. Hey, this is Tim. And this is Christian. We're L1011. Hi, this is Ron Sexsmith on The Jeremiah Show. The Jeremiah Show. to the Jeremiah Show. Our fascinating guest today is David Green. Uh, David Green, he's a designer, a visual artist, fashion icon, musician, and backline technician. Uh, you want to check out his, if you're you know, in front of your computer or with your, your phone right now, streetstyletshirts.com. Um, great, great work there. Great, great uh, line that we're about to talk about but before we do and we leave your music career behind because you have retired right david from from music in, in the most part for the most part from the technical part technical of it. side okay yeah so i mean everything that i've learned you know again going into it my main thing was an education you know, which I got an education that, I mean, I couldn't afford to pay for that darn thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was just off the scale. <clears throat> but, um, but Joe uh, Walsh. <laughs> yeah, so in 2012, you were offered the opportunity to play percussion with Joe Walsh uh, on the Analog Man Tour, right? And, uh, yes. Um, and then you, uh, through that opportunity, you played on stage with Ringo Starr, Brad Paisley, Jeff Lynn, <laughs> Steve Perry. Incredible, incredible. Oh, I mean, really, there's, there's gotta, uh, there's, you've got to have talent, but it takes more than talent to, to, get a, to, be, to make your learning experience, your classroom in the music industry as a technician, as a musician, uh, you were invited into some pretty, pretty prestigious music icon classes, right? And, and camps there. Uh, you, it must say a lot about you as a, as a man that were, you know, as a gentleman. That, oh, yeah. that, how did this come about? Well, with, with, um, with Joe Walsh, <clears throat> um, that wasn't the first time that I worked with Joe Walsh. I mean, the first time was um, somewhere back around 2005, six, seven, somewhere around there. That I, because Steve Ferroni was playing with Joe Walsh at one point. But at this, uh, for the one in 2012, I, I came in as a technician and we were rehearsing in Texas. And I remember um, 
when the rehearsal, they took a break and I was standing in the middle of the, of the rehearsal hall and Joe came up to me. He said, Dave, if you want to um, play a little bit of percussion, you know, a cowbell or something, a tambourine, you can go ahead and play so I said, you know, I feel fine. But the thing about it. That's was, probably what I would be offered to a little cowbell thing. <laughs> <laughs> Only yours would still be attached to the cow. Yeah, mine wouldn't have a bell in it either. <laughs> It'd just be for show. Well, well, the interesting thing about that instrument, man, you better be on because it cuts through everything. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's true. But, but anyway, you know, when he said that to me, I'm thinking to myself, okay. You know, I'm a technician and I usually keep it separate, my technical stuff and my playing. I mean, when I'm a technician, I'm not a musician. You're focused. So I, so I, I keep them completely separate. So, so I went up to my uh, technical crew guys and I said, hey, listen, you know, uh, Joe said, you know, it asked me to play percussion, but I really don't want to go up and do that because if I jump up there, I mean, he just sold it to me. If I jump up there and start playing, the band is going to look at me and say, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the, the road crew, they're going to do it. Nobody they would do, think right? you were like a so, rogue, rogue uh, yeah. I mean, that's, cowbeller. That, that, that's, Get security. That's, <laughs> right, exactly. He, David's really feeling it tonight. <laughs> He's feeling the music. So, so, so I actually, I blew him off, man. You know, so the next day... <laughs> So the next day, you know, I'm sitting between the two drummers because Joe has two drummers in the band and I usually sit right in the middle. I'm looking at them kind of, you know, figuring out what they're going to need, you know, in the show. So after one of the songs, Joe stops it and he leans between the two drummers, right? He looks at me. He says, Dave, a little bit of percussion will be helpful. <laughs> 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 So, so I was like, okay, well, now he said it in front of everybody. Now I'll do it. <laughs> now, now I'm good to go. So, so I started playing a little bit of percussion and I didn't have a mic on. But the thing about Joe is he's got ears that are off the chart, man. That dude hears everything. I mean, you hear everything on that stage. So I knew he was listening to what was going on. So a couple of days and he's like, okay, let's put a mic on Dave. <laughs> like, oh. yeah, that was smart of him. He, he let you play, but he didn't put the mic on. He, he, he gave you a little trial first. Huh? A little. They ever let you do a 20 minute drum solo? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Joe Walsh, uh, I've got a great story, but we don't have time for it on the, on the Joe Walsh. But one of my first uh, musicians, one of the first musicians that I fell in love mm -hmm. with in, in, in high school and, um, so you say Joe Walsh has great ears and he lives in town here. Hopefully he'll hear this. Come on our show, Joe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play. Sorry there to jump in on your show, David, but I'll just give a little pl plug there to go, Joe go, Walsh. Go, go for it, man. love go to for have it. him here. Uh, but so he, so he gave you this nickname, though, and I'm sensing a trend as you're telling your stories. It sounds like a lot of almost everybody on the tour, on these tours and these different rock star camps have nicknames. And Joe Walsh gave you the nickname Mysterious Dave. I, I, I'm going to ask, what's the story behind that? Why, how did you get Mysterious Dave? But it might be part of it that you don't want to tell because you're Mysterious Dave. So I don't know if we'll get an answer, it's but like I'm going to try. revealing yes. his, uh, the trick. Yeah, exactly. This, revealing the mystery. That's right. <laughs> or do we just keep well, it as it is and it's a mystery? Well, 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 no, I can tell you. I can tell you. 
I mean, pretty much when I'm on tour, I'm always doing doing something. I mean, he would see me coming with my little MIDI keyboard. I mean, he'll see me doing graphics. I mean, I'm doing all kinds of stuff behind the scene because I have a lot of time. So a lot of times he would be like, you know, nobody really knows. Well, when he introduces me, right, but this is the same. He would go, well, you know, every time I, I turn back, turn around, there's this guy that's, you know, sitting behind the drums and uh, behind, I mean, behind, between the drums. And I really don't know, ex I really don't know what he does. <laughs> and this is in front of 20,000 people. <laughs> He's very mysterious. Uh, mysterious Dave. <laughs> so, so he calls him Mysterious Dave. I mean, he used to do, well, well he used to do things that would, that would, highlight me in, in, in the band, which was interesting because I remember one time he did, um, we were playing in front of 65,000 people, right? Wow. And he What's went into like, his speed. By the way? What is that like? I'm sorry oh, to man, throw you off track. Oh, man, it's, it's just a sea of people, Isn't man. Isn't that great? Isn't that cool, the way that people come together <laughs> well, but, for music like that? Well, what, 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 was, what was really an experience was one time he said, when he introduced me, he says, you know, because this is mysterious Dave. He goes through his field and he says, everybody say hi, Dave. <laughs> and the whole, <laughs> man, the wave that came back, man. Holy uh, smokes. Oh, wow. <laughs> is there a recording of that somewhere? I, I don't know. We, we I, I've it. never found it. Man. Find I'd that. love to get huh? that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, do other bands, mm. did Tom Petty, uh, the different people that you've worked with, uh, Steve Ferroni, did they... Did they give you nicknames? Oh, man. <laughs> I had, uh, well, Mike Campbell's band, it was Panther. With uh, Tom Petty's band, it was Mini-Me. <laughs> Mini-Me. <laughs> because Steve Forbes, Steve Ferroni is this big British dude. You know, yeah. with, with a ball head like me. <laughs> there you go, Doc. <laughs> I like Doc. That's cool. Nobody's, nobody's called you Doc before. I, I like, like that. that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so um, I mean, I've been called, uh, okay, Panther, Mini-Me, Ninja. Ninja. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, but well, Ninja was um, with uh, with uh, Citizen Cope. Oh, I love Citizen Cope. Love him. Oh man, that, that was a blast. Oh, that man, was a blast. Great. Okay, you got a break? No, we do have to take a break. But keep going. Tell us your story. We'll break okay. after you finish. We've got well, seven well, minutes left. Oh, well, with with um with Cope. I mean, the reason uh, uh, Ninja came up was because. You know, the, the front of house guy, when he would, you know, throughout the show, they would never see me because I'm kind of hiding behind the amp. But the other technician that was on the tour, he was like this six foot dude. So he would always stand out. So so they call me Ninja because they couldn't see me then. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, man. Well, I, the, the nicknames, those are great. I love I love hearing about those. Man, we got to hear the singing on Mike with Steve Perry of Journey, um, but we've got to take a oh, break. Is yeah. there any way you can squeeze yeah, it in, or do we need to take the break? Oh, yeah. Let's save it for the after okay, the break. Okay, Tease we'll come back. We'll all come right. back with that. And the, uh, uh, all right, cool. Yeah, Dr. D knows how to play this game. I feel like we're, <laughs> I, I, I'm watching my clock count down, and I feel like I'm one of those guys right now. 
uh, you know, uh, defusing a bomb before, <laughs> and it's getting right down to the last minutes. And I'm like, I need more time. I need more I time know. with David. We'll uh, have him back. Uh, we, we, we will have, have this man back. Yeah, there's no oh, way to man. barely We're scratch right the surface of the great stories oh, here. Yeah. We're on. Oh, appreciate it, guys. The great David Green. He's a fashion designer, visual artist, musician, and backline technician. We'll be right back after this break. Check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com. everybody, this is Anne Hitch. Hey everybody, I'm Art Alex Hux from the band Everclear. My name's Danny Drejo. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Jeremiah, you're loved, Holmes. you need help with your restaurant or hospitality business, see how we can help your business at hjlrestaurantadvisors.com. Hey, this is Jeff Stump Baxter. Please open your heart and reach out to a veteran and let them know, number one, that they are loved and respected. You won't give up if they don't give up. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Jeremiah Show. I'm going to pass it over to our very special guest, David Green. Uh, if you're just joining us again, he's a fashion designer, which we're going to talk about now, and a visual artist. And he's uh, a very happy guy. You, if you don't get that by now, uh, you ain't listening to the right show. We need happy in our oh, lives. So this, love is, it, love this is what it, it's man. all about, man. He loves life. his job. Living life, man. He lives you life betcha. to the fullest, and uh, we can all take a take a, a note here. Um, before time. we go into talking about <laughs> your, your fashion design, and your your great company, thestreetstyleTshirts.com. Uh, just tell us a story, if you wouldn't mind, uh, Steve Perry of Journey, um, late Steve Perry, okay. uh, singing on mic with him. Okay, well, well, that was, um, well, Steve Ferroni, the drummer Steve Ferroni of Average White Band, he was being inducted into the uh, Walk of Fame. So, um, so we were playing, uh, I was teching for that store, and uh, Steve said, hey, Dave, why don't you play a little bit of percussion on, with us, man? So I said, okay, fine. So, you know, I started playing percussion, and that was the average white band that he brought back together. 
with a couple of other players. I mean, Quest Love was playing on that. Oh, that's amazing. And oh, there yeah. was this guy that was sitting in the, uh, that came and he was sitting down in the, uh, in the, uh, in the studio. And every time we finished the song, right, he would jump up and he would go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, okay, this is a fan. <laughs> 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 and, and you know, I didn't know who he was. So, so, uh, so Steve looked at him. Uh, Steve Ferroni looked at him. He said, "Hey, man, why don't you come on up and sing with us?" Sure. And Steve had like a mic on his drums on his drum riser, and he wanted uh, the guy to come up and sing on that mic. But he said, "No, I come up." He pointed at me. I'll come and sing on the, on the mic with this guy. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So he comes up and, magnet, and he gets Dave. on the mic. <laughs> He gets on the mic and he starts calling out frequencies, right? He says, turn up a little 240, bring down a little. Oh, okay, okay. Wow. Do you know what he's talking about? And then he starts singing. He's blowing my voice out of the water, water because I really don't sing. <laughs> the, the only reason I was up there was because Steve said, you know, I, I mean, Steve Ferrone, he said, listen, we need a, a, a vocal part. And I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm not a singer. He said, I saw you singing on Facebook with a vocal. And that was a percussion mic, man. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so we finished the rehearsal and I go out to, um, to dinner with Steve, right? <clears throat> and Steve looks at me, he says, Dave, do you know who that guy was that you were singing with on the mic? I said, I have no idea, man. He said, that's Steve Perry. <laughs> Steve Perry. Of <laughs> oh, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, probably a good thing that you didn't know who he was, right? <laughs> it would have been <laughs> All right, man, we got to switch oh, gears man. here because I really want to talk about, um, we can talk about the music stories for, more, like we said, much more time, and we'll oh. definitely have to have you back to hear more. Uh, but Okay, right on. The, the music scene, the roller, the roller skates, rollerblading, you're out there a lot in L.A., with, and it's kind of a revived scene, I've noticed. Um, it also inspired, I think, a little bit your work on your your uh, company, StreetStyleTshirts.com, uh, and um, and also the rock and roll, the music scene, um, mm -hmm. the way that these musicians you mentioned dress, the fashion, all of this inspired you to start this company. Tell us about the company. Well, the company is um, <coughs> it's a it's a clothing brand, and the whole idea is is um, is bringing positive vibes into the community. And, and when that's done visually, I mean, we, we've got a lot of visual things going on that, that influence people in different ways. Mm. And the, the, the Radiate Peace collection, which is the first collection that, we, that we've done, I mean, we've got a few others coming down the pipe. You know, the idea behind that is if, if peace is visual, <clears throat> you know, like everything else, then there's a possibility that that would influence if you know if fashion if fashion is peace, then peace becomes fashion. <laughs> so so the idea is just putting out some really really cool looking fashion things to make it great again, <laughs> make peace great again, mm -hmm. man. Yeah, make peace great again. Absolutely. I like that. Well, how, how come nobody's come up with that hat? Yet? Yeah, exactly. Have you, <laughs> um, yeah. I love it. And, and communities that you identify with, um, you know, and, and feelings and things that you're putting out there, Dave, into the world. What, could you mention a couple of those? Um, well, the communities, you know, a lot of it is, is just the experience in music, man. 
because a lot of the times what I would do in the, uh, as a technician, when I was out as a technician, I was walking the crowds. <clears throat> I would walk in the audiences. I mean, I would take my laminate, stick it in my back pocket so nobody knows who I am. And I would walk in, in the audiences. And I want to say the audiences are some amazing freaking people, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, they would offer me everything. <laughs> and I mean everything. Food, drinks, other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> anything. I mean, they, they, they were welcome to me, man, which yeah. was very cool. Yeah. I mean, especially the, uh, the, the, uh, the Tom Petty at... Um, the Tom Petty fans. Um, I mean, just a great bunch of people, man. A great bunch of people. Well, uh, check it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got some really great designs here. I, I want to pick up a few. Um, and, but go to streetstyleteshirts.com uh, you know, and, and continue the message that David's putting out there and, and his fans and, and all of that. It's just really a great message to support. And you're going to look very cool doing it. Honestly, I mean, this guy is, uh, he, he's been in Tom Petty's boots. That's all I got to say. Oh, yeah. If anybody designs really cool fashion, uh, it's this this guy right here, David Green. Uh, let uh, me give out you, real quickly because we're running out of time. The musicpageplus.com. Check him out there um, where musicians come to feed. And again, I'm going to mention it again, streetstyleteshirts.com. Check it out. Check out some of the great fashion. Pick up a couple things. Say hey, hey to Dave. The Pad Los Angeles, which is a multimedia production facility. And you can follow him on Instagram at dave.green.productions. Don't forget, Green has an E at the end. At street underscore style underscore T underscore shirts. Follow him there. That's uh, There's a lot of great artwork there. The Pad Los Angeles. It's the dot pad p a d d dot los dot angeles. And on Facebook at David Stephen Green. So glad to have you. I wanted to put a quick thanks to Roxanne Seaman who introduced me to David. Ah. Um, what a great friend! <laughs> Do you want to say something about Roxanne before we say goodbye, David? Oh man, Rox Roxy's on a whole different level, man. Yeah, she is. I mean, a, a whole. I mean, as a lyricist, as a publisher, as as a connector of people. Yeah, she's on a whole different level, and, and you can check her out on Wikipedia if you don't know who she is, man. Yeah, she's great. Okay, well, um, what's next? You want to plug anything you're doing coming up next, Dave? Well, we've got a, a new uh, a new collection coming on Street Style T-shirts. And this one is going to be music based. It's called Music Matters. Okay, love it. The new collection, Music Matters. Music Matters. So look new, for that. And and so it does. Uh, I'm going to tell you one more time. Next Monday, this Sunday, and this Monday, if you get a chance and you're in Los Angeles, order takeout food. Everybody's going to eat that day a couple times. Order the takeout food from um, AOC. It's called Takeout for Ukraine. Uh, Suzanne Goen and Caroline Stein are preparing great food to take out for Ukraine Sunday, March 20th and Monday, March 21st. 100% of the proceeds from both evenings go to um, the World Central Kitchen for the takeout food or the to-go food. I wanted to direct you to go to our Facebook, the Jeremiah Show page. And I'm going to – David sent me some – personal like some some photos of him and tom petty uh there's just a lot of great people in these different photos but they probably have never been really seen before except for maybe personally uh, among friends mm -hmm. david sent those to me i wanted to share them if that's okay david 
Oh man, absolutely, man. Because I think it's really cool. It shows a little bit of your life with some of these great people and how great they were to you and vice versa. Uh, So go to our The Jeremiah Show Facebook page and I'll put those photos up for you to check out. Uh, I also wanted to mention quickly, next week uh, we have Lois Mahalia, the artist Lois Mahalia. She's a beautiful singer and musical artist. And we've got from Japan, Rin Rin. She's coming on the show. Next uh, week, we also have um, Beth Lapidi. She's a comedian, a writer um, for the Uncabaret. It's been out uh, twenty celebrating 25th anniversary. Got a lot of great guests coming up. Uh, so I hope you keep joining us. And uh, I wanted to mention one last thing. We got so much to mention on this show. Uh, just looking over our, my stats over last weekend, um, Ukraine is always number three as our, uh, behind United States, Ireland, and Ukraine. And then it's Russia that's, that's behind uh, and our listeners, uh, one after another, and our top five since we started the show. And, uh, and since we started in the last three weeks, oh, there has not been one uh, download from Ukraine, which really saddens me. And I, I hope everybody there is safe. And... Um, I want to have you back. I want to want to make sure we keep spreading as much good as we can out there uh, in Ukraine and around the world. Um, you guys are both number three and number four as listeners. Let's get along. Uh, my simple plea, but um, I just want to say communicate, listen more, and evolve. David Green, thank you so much for joining us this hour, and we can't wait to have you back, my friend. Oh, thank you, guys. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. All right, everybody. Have a great week. Thank you, Dr. D. All right. and you are listening to the Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to Dr. D for making our voices come alive on the airwaves and to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Be sure to check out our very own Richard Dugan, a.k.a. Dr. D, Peabody Award-nominated radio show. Tell me your story every Sunday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. 
The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and sound and engineer producer Richard Dr. D. Dugan and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. I'm a good man. This is Miles Copeland. Yeah, I just had the honor of speaking to the Jeremiah Show. Who would have believed that little old me would have the opportunity to speak on such a prestigious show? And they even talked about my book, Two Steps Forward, One Step Back, My Life in the Music Business. So it was a great pleasure to uh, be on that show, the Jeremiah Show. I love you.